stuff, man. How many had fun uh, watching the kids open the gifts at Christmas? Anyone? That's my favorite part. I'm not lying. I would, I'd much rather watch them. I don't like opening gifts in front of people. There's too much pressure. What if I hate it? What if I already have it? What if it's ugly? The picture. Thank you. I love that. It's beautiful. <laughs> anyway, that's just, am I the only one that feels that way ever? Like opening gifts in front of people? I'm like a spider. I want to take it back to my web away from everyone else and look at it. <clears throat> yeah. Everybody good? You ready to go? You can open to John chapter 10. And uh, we'll jump right into it. Uh, I don't have a long word. We're going to do some prayer and stuff here in the middle of it. And so we'll just go for it. Lord, we thank you for today. I thank you because your presence is here. We thank you because you always, always have exactly what we need. And we thank you for that, God. And we recognize that your plans for us are to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us hope in the future. And we want everything you have for us, God. So I pray that today you give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation that we may know you better, God. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to read from uh, John chapter 10. Um, We'll read verses 1 through 10. And then we'll get into the thought and then we'll pray for a couple of things. There may be some activation stuff going on as well. So John 10 verse 1 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, He who does not enter the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way, is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them. And the sheep follow him, because they know his voice. A stranger they simply will not follow but will flee from him. So there's your original stranger danger, right? (laughs) Because they don't know this voice of the stranger. This figure of speech, Jesus spoke to them, but they did not understand what those things were which he had been saying to them. So Jesus said to them again, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep, and all who came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep didn't hear them, because I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go out and find good pasture. And then he says, the thief is the one who came to steal, to kill and to destroy. But I came that you may have life and may have it abundantly. Amen to that. And I want to read Philippians 1 verse 6. For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen? All right, here's how... I'm not one of those big theme people. It's hard for me to follow the holidays and stick to the script of, you know, Valentine's Day and Easter and Christmas and all this stuff. But today, I feel like we need to end 2014 well. I feel like we need to hit the tape of 2014 in the race, and we need to close the door on it, and we need to open the door to a new season. Amen? Um. I feel like the Lord has done a lot of important things in this last year. It's maybe been a tough season for some. We, we've gone through some really hard, hard things. Um, personally, everyone here probably has. You think of things that were, you'd rather not have gone through. You lost people you loved. You lost friends that you had relationship with that you really care about. Whatever it is, a lot of things happened. And the Lord wants us to close the door on it so we can move on. 
I'm ready for 2015 to be here, to be completely honest. I'm very hopeful. I'm excited about what God's doing. And I know that I, I, I always feel weird about these 2015. It's going to be a better year, a different, but I really believe that. I really do. Um, I, I was telling uh, some of the team this morning in prayer that I was filled with such hope this morning. I had dreams and visions and stuff all night and then this morning, and I just felt excited. I felt I anticipate good to happen. That's the definition of hope, is the anticipation of good. And the Bible says, we without hope are most miserable. And so if we don't expect good or anticipate good, then we're miserable people. And I I wanted to say this today, and we'll close it out. There's three things that we're going to pray into, three things we're going to assess, and then we'll we'll be done. But you can't enter into a new season without properly closing the door on the last season. I don't think that we do a really good job of, of teaching this in, in life and in spiritual life, that when we are moving to a new season, we need to shut the door to the, to the last season. We need, to, we need to leave properly. Does that make sense? Yeah. <clears throat> so here's the question I want to ask. Again, I, I, it'll be short and easy. But I want you to think right now. You can write it down if you want, or you can just take mental notes. What are three things that the Lord has done in you this year? Three things that you know that he's done, that he just, he came in and he healed, he delivered, whatever it is. I know we've been talking about having a sozo every week, and how many have been doing that? You don't raise your hands, I won't look, but doing a sozo a week, what we mean by that is where we allow the Lord to save, heal, and deliver every area of our life. That's the Greek word for salvation. And where we take time every week and say, Lord, I need you to look into me, I need you to assess my life, and nothing's off limits, no topic is off limits. I want you to make me completely well and whole. And I know for me personally, I've been doing this for about eight weeks, nine weeks now. And every week the Lord is faithful to to do something, whether it's in my prayer time or whether it's through ministering to someone else or whether it's me driving down the road or hearing a conversation. The Lord is doing things and he's he's sozoing and healing my heart in ways I didn't even know. So what three things this year has the Lord done for you that you can hang your, your hat on, that you can say, you know what, the Lord did this for me. The Lord did this for me, and I know it. I want you just to think of those three things, all right? The next thing is, what are some things that you need to just shut the door on? (laughs) Wounds, failures, insecurities, whatever it is, fill in the blank. You need to completely just shut the door and say, it's over. I'm moving on to a new thing. All right, I want you to think of this. It's, it's homework, you know, and we don't have time to just stop right now and do it all. The three things the Lord has done, and three things that you need to just say, I'm done with this. That I'm done feeling this way. I'm done allowing people to make me feel stupid. I'm done allowing my anger to take control. I'm done with this. I'm finished with it. All right? Everyone's still okay? Now, what is still in process? So three things he's done, three things we need to shut the door on because they, they need to end. And there are some things that are still in process in us. And the reason I wanted to bring that up to, at the end of those, in, in that order, is because the things he's doing, he's going to complete it. And we need to focus our attention on remembering what he's done as testimony, closing the door on things that we shouldn't be wasting our time and energy on. Hear me. What does Philippians 4 say? Whatever is lovely, whatever is noble, whatever is excellent, whatever is praiseworthy. Think on these things. Why? Because whatever we think about, we worship. 
we, we build up, we make it larger in our, in our sight. When we think about things that, that isn't on God's radar for our life, we get off the mark. We get set, we get set aside on a different path. And so we want to remember what you've done, Lord, because when we remember what you've done, it's testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. As I remember the things you're doing in me, it creates an atmosphere where the Lord says he wants to do it again. That's what the word testimony means. It means to repeat, to do again. So when we put on our mouth or we put in our memory or in our phone or notes somewhere, the things the Lord has done, we're saying, God, I remember what you did and I'm making an altar for you to continue to do these things in my life. And when we push aside the things that we shouldn't think about, then we're making room for the things we should think about. Because you can't think about two things at once. Try it. It doesn't work. You'll go crazy trying to do it. You can think about one thing or you can think about another thing, but you can't think about two things at once. Process. Where are you going? What are you doing? What is the Lord's purpose for your life? He gives a signpost. I mean, this is a boring sermon. That's fine. I don't care. He gives us signs to tell us where we're at. He shows up in different areas. I know that many of my sozos that the Lord's been doing are all connected. They're not independent from one another. Because the Lord says that He builds line upon line and precept upon precept. So if, if, I'm, if I'm in this process, as we're all in a process, the Lord is doing something in us. We were saved, but we are being justified. <laughs> it is a process. It's not like we said yes to Jesus and we're perfect now. Thank God when God looks at us, He sees us through His Son Jesus. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But that doesn't mean that we just stop and we don't have anything to, to work through in our life. And it's not because the Lord can't love us because those things are there. It's because these things that are there keep us from operating at our highest capacity. So the Lord, in His faithfulness and His love, He deals with those things. Listen, He doesn't deal with them because He can't love us because they're there. He deals with them because we don't operate at our highest capacity if we're carrying these things around. We could go to heaven and be fine because we already said yes to Him. And he said yes to us before we said yes to him. The sanctification and just this process that we're in isn't about making us where we can be presentable to him. It's about helping us to run as fast as we can run, jump as high as we can jump, fly, whatever we want to do. So when the Lord is dealing with us in process of sanctification and these things come up, it's not because I'm so disgusted I can't even look at you right now. Until you deal with that, I won't look at you. It's the Lord saying, hey, this thing's slowing you down. Lay aside every weight. Lay aside every sin. Throw it aside. Anything that's ill-fitting, anything that God did not establish and place upon us, we shouldn't try to run with it. And that's the process that we're all in. And so I know the process isn't fun sometimes when God reveals something about us that we thought was a, a way to protect ourselves. Or that was just the way we grew up. That's the way we do life. And the Lord's saying, well, that's really slowing you down. You really have no idea. Jared, you're really rebellious. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm free. I'm young. I can do anything. No, you're rebellious and it's slowing you down. Okay, Lord, let's take a look at that. 
it's not always fun, but we're in a process for a reason. Now, next week we'll jump into where we're going in 2015. I, I'm very excited. I know we announced it last year. That it'll be like, we called it the Daniel Initiative, and that didn't work out well because it's not just about Daniel. It's about transformation and, and being sewn into the system of wherever we're at. And <clears throat> I was thinking about it. Mandy and I, our prayer, what we talk about all the time, is we want everyone in here, every family, to be healthy and whole. Yeah. That, that's it. There's, I mean, that is the topic of, what, that's what we talk about. We don't talk about church problems. We don't talk about, oh, I wish we had more people. We don't talk about that stuff. We talk about, we want everyone that's here to be healthy. We want everyone here to be transformed. We want everyone here to be running as fast as they can run. And we know that's our purpose and that's our job. And that's the process that we're all in right now. We're in the process of being completely transformed, being completely shifting from where we were to where he wants us to be. There's a tension, from, there's tension between where we are and where God wants us to be. Has anyone ever felt that tension? I heard a, a rabbi speaking earlier this week. Um, he was talking on a radio show, and he said something, and it just, I was like, that is, this guy's brilliant. His name is Daniel Lappin. Um, and he's a rabbi, and this is what, and he works with. Uh, he's, he has an alliance that uh, works with Christians and Jews, and they they come together and they have a friendship and relationship. And he's seeking to understand the Christian God and the Christian Jesus, and and there's all this uh, um, collaboration that goes on. And, and this is what he said. He was asked if he was hopeful about our country. He was asked, "Do you see our country crumbling and falling apart?" under the, the racial tension and the, the political tension that's going on now? Or do you see us coming together? Now, I'm going to kind of echo what Kyle said a couple of weeks ago. I don't know what they're talking about in Washington, but we get along fine. Exactly. I don't have a problem with other people. The other people don't have a problem with me. I don't get mad at other people in the grocery store. Like, we get along really well. Would everyone say that's your testimony? Like, we get along pretty well as citizens. So... I know what's showing on TV right now, and I know the riots and the things that are going on has stirred up this, well, maybe it's not as good as we think it is. No, it really is better than we think it is. Like, we really do love each other. We really, our, our kids don't know racism. I'm telling you right now, like, you have to be taught to hate other people. You're not born hating people. And I don't know about you, but I'm not teaching my kids to hate other people. And so, and, and so he was talking about there's this tension of, yeah, it's really bad in this area and this stuff's going on and it looks really bad, but at the other side, I feel hopeful. And this is what, this is what he said that just wrecked me. He said, great things happen when there is tension from differing potentials. All through history, the greatest events that we study in school, the greatest moments of history were where there two opposing forces were pulling against each other. And it was the greatest potential of, of victory or potential of defeat. Greatest potential of light coming into the world or darkness coming into the world. And in these places of great tension, the greatest miraculous things happen in our history. All through history. The tension of 400 years of God not speaking to man. And then the very word of God being made flesh. 
the tension of those two things happen at the same moment. It's split time in half. All through Scripture, and the, the Bible even says, and, at the, and when the time had fully come, when, the, when time had fully come, when the appointed time from the Lord came, what was that? It was at a tipping point in, in history where two opposing forces, where good and evil, were at odds with one another. And they created such a tension that man came and sided with God and created a tipping point. Hallelujah. All through history. It's not even just biblical history. It's the history we live in now. When for years... Our, our founding fathers were trying to discover ways of eradicating slavery. Did you know that it took them a long time to get there? But as a country, we got there faster than any other country. Really short period of time that our country figured out, well, we're really stupid in this. We need to fix this. This is not right. We built our constitution on God, and how can anyone be enslaved? So there was this building momentum of this. And then a man named Abraham Lincoln just comes in at the tension point the Civil War, and he says yes to what God wants. And it tipped to the favor of God. And it changed the course of history. All through, you can look at it, in every one of these moments, it's these, we have great potential for horrible things to happen or great potential for good to happen. The rise of Hitler. All these different world wars that we've been through. All these different battles that we've gone through. All these, go all the way even further back into biblical times. It was these great moments of tension where there's potential for horrible things or good things. And then when man says, I side with you, God, it tips the, it tips the scale into the favor of God. And I know right now that the Bridge Church, the last year we've been in a place of tension does anyone else feel it? <laughs> There's a place of tension between what we are, what we have been, and what God says that we are. And we feel that tension. And be comp- I'll just be straight honest. Are we going to make it or are we not going to make it? That's the feeling. Am I- and not only that, then we bring in the baggage of 40 years of this building being here and there being a church here. For 40 years. And all the baggage that came with this building. The, na- the church that had been here. And we're in this tension. This moment of tension. And there's potential for good or bad. And I feel like we've said yes to the Lord. And I feel like the scale is being tipped. Hallelujah. And, and it's important. That's this is why it's important. Because corporate victories come from private victories. (laughs) Why does that matter? It tells me what I feel from last week to this week, there's been a 180 in my heart for the church. I'll just be honest with you. The discouragement, the, 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 the heart that's been ripped out. (laughs) It's gone. Hmm. And what that tells me is that you won privately. It's not just Mandy's battle or my battle. I ride the wave of your victory as well. You ride the waves of my private victories. And when I feel the tension of the season, I feel like the Lord has tipped the scale and He says, you've won, it's okay. I feel like the Lord say, really, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Not just okay, it's going to be great, Jared. 
when I felt that in my spirit over this last week, it told me that the people that we love, that we're here to serve, that our greatest desire is that you're healthy and whole and that you're transformed, that you're winning your private battles and you're being healthy and you're being made whole and you're being transformed. And it tells me, you know what? We're doing what the Lord told us to do. And we don't need to change the subject. This is the process of the Bridge Church from here on out. We're here to see transformation. We're here to, to grab every one of us, to, to grab our brothers and sisters by the arms and not let go until they have what God said they can have. And then we go into our private prayer closet and we grab onto God for ourselves and we won't let go till we become what He said we can become. And then we come together and we grab onto each other and say, I'm not going to let go, Jacob, until that feeling that I feel every time I see you becomes reality. Great things happen. Miracles happen when there are two diverse opportunities for potential. <sighs> Israelites hit the sea. They are surrounded. There is potential for disaster. But then they also served the God who made the miraculous happen time and time again. And in the place of that tension, one of the greatest miracles ever happened. God parts the sea and they walk on dry ground. And not only that, God used their miracle to, to destroy the enemy that came after them. The place that was a place of victory for them and an escape for them became a grave to the people after them. And it came in that place of tension. So here's the point. In the process that you're in right now, when you feel tension that's from God, don't relieve the tension. If God didn't bring the tension then you need, that's where we need to discern. God, is this from you? Is this, is this what I feel? Is this stretching? Is this, is this tension from you? Or is it from, from the enemy to destroy me? The Lord will tell you. If you, anyone lacks wisdom, ask God. He'll tell you. So if it's from the Lord, then we need to allow it to run its course. We need to let Him do what He needs to do. Is that okay Tension doesn't have to be a bad thing. We can harness the potential of tension and it can become power to us. Like we dam up rivers to create tension and it gives us power to light our cities. A place of great tension. Human nature is if there's tension... We run from it. We want to get rid of it because we don't like to feel the tension. And I feel like sometimes we do that when God wants us to feel the tension, that it's okay for us to feel it. It's okay for us to be where we're at right now. He's not trying to hurt us. But His purpose for us is to be the good shepherd and the enemy's and the enemy's purpose for us is to steal, kill, destroy from us. And they're directly opposed to one another. And it creates such a tension. Because God's pulling us and the enemy's pulling us. And when we choose and we submit and we say yes, 
we tip the scale into the favor of whichever we choose. But the tension is not a bad thing. Is everyone okay? good it's a good season I want to read this quote and we'll end this is from a man named Charles Spurgeon and I saw this maybe it was yesterday I think you I think uh, Stephanie I think you even liked it It was from uh, IHOP had posted this and uh, I saw it too and when I clicked I liked it it says Stephanie Torres liked this I was like oh cool she liked it so this is from Charles Spurgeon and says I've learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. <laughs> I've learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. And I thought, that man really knew God in a way that I'm jealous of. That I want to know God that way. That he saw every season of his life, every difficult wave that came in and it felt like it crashed him down, threw him against the rocks. He said, I've learned to kiss those waves because it crashed me against the rock of ages. It brought me back to to the rock of my salvation. And so I want us to have that mindset. You know what? Whatever comes, it's for my benefit. Whatever happens, I'm either to overcome it or to go through it. Because all things work for my good. And I am confident of this, that he who began a good work in me will carry it out to completion. So trust the process that you're in. Don't jump off the potter's wheel. Let him finish. It's a lot easier if we just stay there for as long as he wants. If we get on and get back off and all that, then he has to start over and break us. And Oh, that's the hard part. We just chill for a minute. Whoa, wait a second. We're in a really... uh, I, I can just say... Let me say this. This last season we've been in, it was so tempting to just say, God, I can't handle the tension can't handle the pressure and the Lord's like you don't know what you can handle when you go through those things when you go through those seasons of testing when you go through the seasons where your faith is being tried it's not it's not God trying to show us how weak we really are he's actually revealing the strength that we have and it's the actual definition of integrity and I've said this maybe before when we studied Romans, this came up. But integrity is not who we are when no one else is around. Integrity is what we're capable of. And the only way that we can ever find out what we're capable of is to be in a place of high tension. Now, I look back through seasons of my life, and I don't know how I made it through. I didn't think I had what it took. I wasn't made of the stuff that can make it through that. And yet here I am. How many can say the same thing? I didn't have the stuff in me to make it through that, but here you are. So what that tells me is you have an integrity, a capacity that's greater than you even realize, because here you are. So in this time, we're moving into 2015, you're going to see the fruit of transformation. We're going to begin to see the outward displays of what the Lord's been doing underground for a while. It's the truth. In your personal life, in your relationships with your, your spouse, in your relationships with your children, the Lord is going to bring new fruit and new passion and new love and new understanding and trust and new freedom. 
We just declare that. Married people, raise your hand. Father, right now, we declare over marriages. Ah, perfect marriage. The marriage that you want us to have. The marriage we need to have, God. <laughs> yep. The gift that you gave us. We want to see the fullness of it, God. <laughs> he who finds a wife finds a good thing, Lord. Amen to that. All the men says, Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So three things the Lord's done that you can hold on to as a testimony. Three things, or however many, that you want to just shut the door on and say, God, this was not from you. This is not for me. I'm shutting the door on it. I'm in a process now, God, and I trust the process. I trust what we're going through. Well, Father, we ask that you would uh, seal this word in our heart that would produce change, would produce um, steadfastness in us, Lord, faithfulness, clarity. Pray that this word would encourage us, God, that when you begin something, you finish it, and that we can trust you with, with us. <laughs> we can trust you with our process. We can trust you with our lives. In Jesus' name. So here's your homework. What process are you in right now? What sozo is the Lord doing in your heart right now? We've, we have to train ourselves to think this way. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. All right? The Lord is continually working with us, and we're being worked on, and we're walking with. And we don't want to walk away and forget that. Okay? Really important. Let the Lord sozo you. Let the Lord heal you, deliver, bring breakthrough. <laughs>